Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Adam. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. Good, good, good. I've How got... Are you? Sorry? How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, coping well with this lockdown, as we have discussed. Um, Scott? Have you clicked the microphone before you used it? No, only I used the microphone. Only you used the microphone. Yeah, so it doesn't need cleaning. Um, I have got a favourite glass, though. But that's a different story for drinking. <laughs> uh, I got Scott. <clears throat> get in the spook. Get in. I, was, I botched him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Hi, how are you? Uh. <laughs> uh, and we are back after several weeks. We've got Emma. Yes, I'm coronavirus free now. Yeah, you've had the poxy germs, haven't you? I did, yes. So how do they make you feel? Like shit. Really? Do you need a more? Do you need a better description? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, have so, your, um, do you have your sense of taste and smell back now? Because it was only half back last time we spoke. No, it's like seventy percent max. Getting there. Yeah. Still having pizza tonight though. <laughs> You live in the middle of a city. Do you really want a sense of smell? The air pollution's like dropped by eighty percent here. It's great. I can oh. see birds <laughs> and stuff. Okay, right. This week we are going to be talking about Scott. It is your choice. What are we going to be talking about? Uh, <clears throat> a lovely tie in the Champions League from two thousand and eighteen. Uh, the Roma Barcelona. So the quarter final, wasn't it, Emma? Quarter final. Yeah. This, yeah. this is so self-indulgent. One of the worst <laughs> nights of my life. <clears throat> Wait till what Chris is, will talk about in a couple of weeks, then. <laughs> you picked that, haven't you? I have not, no. I won't pick that, because we literally only talked about it a year ago. So, so it depends how nice to me you are in the next couple of weeks. There's still time. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give, that, yeah. Give, give it an hour. It's like a sort of teacher saying that you can watch a video on Friday if you behave yourself. <laughs> okay, right. So this was the quarterfinal stage of the 2018-17-18 Champions League season. Um, in the group stages, Roma got 11 points and finished ahead of a group that contained Chelsea, uh, Atletico Madrid and Carabag. Um, Barcelona finished top of their group, which included Juventus, Sporting Lisbon and uh, Olympiacos. In the last 16... Uh, Rome beat Shakhtar and away goals, and Chelsea beat Barcelona. Sorry, Barcelona beat Chelsea four-one on aggregate. I don't, I don't remember that. That was. I don't remember that fixture at happened. all. It happened. I mean, obviously you must remember it. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't. 
to remember two things about Chelsea, Barcelona in the Champions League. That's Iniesta and Ronaldinho. Just because it's written down on Chris's sheet doesn't actually mean it's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember Fernando, <clears throat> Fernando Torres? Gary Neville's goalgasm. Oh, that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not the first thing that springs to mind. I mean, it wasn't that, but, no. you know. Chelsea losing happened. against Barcelona is quite synonymous. Thankfully. Yeah. Okay, right. So, um, first... So of just Oh, was that that game with the referee, was it? That, the the Uniesta, that was the Uniesta <clears throat> game, yeah. Was it? Okay, no, I never realised. Uh, okay, right, so, um, first leg of the quarterfinal was at the Camp Nou. Um, it finished 4-1 to uh, Barcelona. Um, goals from... Uh, oh, I did watch this. Should we talk through this fixture first? Two own goals, one by Daniel Garossi. and Manuela. Yeah. Right. Which, one's the, which one's the second own goal? Because I watched the highlights. That's the second goal. It hits... Does Umtiti score it? It hits Umtiti, then hits Alisson, and then hits Manalas and goes in. OK. Well, should we talk about the first leg, shall we? So, Emma said, that when we were talking about this in, in the WhatsApp, that Barcelona were... What did you describe them as average in the first mm-hmm. leg? Um, I only watched about a 10-minute highlight video, but the... The highlights I watched showed uh, Roma do almost absolutely nothing, defend really, really deep, and be absolutely peppered by shots from Barcelona. Yeah, but we still lost. Oh, no, you didn't. The first leg. We lost the yeah, first, first leg. We didn't do enough in that, in that tie. What well, did you... you want? What did you want? 7-1, like, in the very... last couple of years? Yes, 7-1 is enough. It's very yeah, unusual, but you finish a, finish a game 4-1 up and think, oh, we've not done enough there. <laughs> well, we were average because we could have scored a lot more goals than we, than we actually did. Well, at the start, you had a Suarez goal disallowed, didn't you, for offside, and then Rakitic hit the post as well, didn't he, before Jeko yes. kind of thought he wanted a penalty for Semedo running into him. Seen him given. He did come to the scene given, didn't it? Yeah. I, I shoulder to shoulder. I don't think that was a penalty. I will say this. If... I've seen penalties given to Mo Salah like that. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Mo Salah's not built like Ed Injeco, though, is he? So you kind of expect him to go to ground a little bit. That's his fault, not mine. <laughs> when the draw was made, yes. um, the newspaper Sport had the headline that this was a dream draw for Barcelona and oh, we yeah. were going to win the treble because... I remember true. that. I remember that, yeah. So, I mean, we all should have known. Scott, <laughs> give me both of your confidence levels going into this. We started talking about the game, but let's give us both your confidence levels going into it. Emma, did you agree with that headline, did you? No, because there's no such thing as an easy draw in the knockout stages of the Champions League. Oh, unless you're the one who gets to the round before that, you were playing Chelsea, managed by, Ang- by Ang- Antonio Conte. That might be the <laughs> definition of an easy time. <laughs> Well, you know, they're still cheese, so they could theoretically have won. Um, no, I, I, we were unbeaten in the league at that point. And you were unbeaten in the Champions League as well. We were. Things were going well. So Is this, season, is this the first season under Valverde? I couldn't remember. Yes. But you, yeah, um, you were pretty confident, were you? Yeah. Although I always prefer to play the away leg first. Yeah. I don't know why that is. It just feels better that way. Yeah, I prefer them coming back to your place second leg, or back to your own place. Scott, what did you make of it when the draw was made? 
I was breaking it. I just didn't <laughs> want. I just didn't want because a couple of years before that, in the 2015-16 season, <clears throat> Roma had Barcelona in their group. Uh, Roma got through on six points, I think it was. Um, and uh, in one of the games, they got one up seven one. So I remember that. Uh, it, that wasn't that good. So I was I was bricking it. I was thinking as long as they don't embarrass themselves and come out fighting, it could be okay. Yeah. Were you still working in a restaurant in Paris at this point, Emma? No, I was in London, Chris. <laughs> good. Right, we can get that out of the way. Uh, okay, so after Rakitic hits the post, there's a goal. Um, Messi and Iniesta sort of interplay. Um, they kind of sort of do a little one-two in the edge of the area, and Daniel De Rossi sticks his boot out sort of to try and intercept and finishes quite smartly past Alisson, doesn't he? That is a great finish. <laughs> At the other end, I would have been cheering in my hotel room, but sadly not. So did you sort of think this is the beginning? <laughs> well, I was, I was following the game on Twitter, Um because I had a f- early flight to Chicago the next morning. I think I went to bed soon as I saw the final score. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a 4am <clears throat> wake up of my alarm and then I had to get to the airport by 6. So um, I was just following it on social media and I was just thinking, oh no, this could this could end horribly. <laughs> well, looking at the highlights, Peter Drury was already talking about 7-1. I thought he was talking about the Manchester United 7-1, but he obviously must have been talking about the Barcelona one. So you have uh, taken some shellackings, haven't you, in the uh, Champions uh, League? Don't don't forget the Bayern Munich seven one in twenty fourteen. Yeah. That still brings back horrible memories. Yeah, uh, Pellegrini then takes a free kick uh, into the wall on the right hand side of the box, um, and the first half finishes one nil uh, so far to Barcelona. So, like Adam says, it's Roma pretty much trying to do a containing job, which they'd sort of done okay with, haven't they? Going in one nil down at half time to an own goal kind of think that's a little bit unlucky fast forward to the second half yeah Florenzi gets a cross <laughs> in um, which Perotti gets wrong and heads wide that was a real good chance wasn't it yeah, he headed he that down too well didn't he he should have scored yeah um, and then Alisson spills a Jordi Alba shot which uh, Suarez sort of knocks over um, and then there's a goal Emma mm. even record sorry it wasn't, mm. that, it wasn't that good <laughs> Ivan <laughs> uh, Rakitic low cross uh, and Manolas under pressure sort of bundles into his own net was it from Umtiti? yeah it hit him had you been? yeah yeah I don't think I don't think Umtiti can claim that goal oh no it's definitely you know, it's definitely a, a Manolas own goal wasn't it I wondered whether it hit his hand at all or whether he was because he looked across at the linesman for a long time but he might be worried he was offside I wasn't sure because it's it's a bit of a, a sort of a ping pong situation in the six yard box, isn't it? Just sort of. Yeah. That is one of Manalas's specialities as the defender of him looking at the the linesman heading for an offside flag. That was in his, <laughs> in his final season at Roma. He did that. He got a lot. to make up for it though, didn't he? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Hold your powder. Keep it dry. Um. So where were you watching this time? Were you watching it in in a pub or something? Do you remember? Uh, I was at home in Fulham. Okay. Ooh, posh London. <laughs> Not that posh, believe me. Um, so you're on your sort of waterfront apartment overlooking the Thames. <laughs> Sun setting in the west. Outside. I lived ten minutes away from Graven Cottage. 
You can see the sun setting over Tower Bridge in the distance. Oh, no, it's Leicester's. So, no. You can yeah. see the sun setting over the sort of Cotswolds in the distance, maybe seeing <laughs> Scott watching from his flat in Swindon. Yeah. Um, you thinking... It was a dingy two-bedroom flat, but, you know. <laughs> uh, are you sort of cheery thinking, job done, or are you sort of ever the pessimist? Uh, had Zeko scored by that point? No. no oh, then everything it's... was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can go wrong now. I mean, I'd never say that, but... Chris said that just before the coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say you brought this upon the world. Yes. Uh, I mean, Chris. Yeah, we finally got him to say it. The man who was so... So, so against it. <laughs> I said it last season before the Merseyside derby where Origi scored after Pickford's flap. I'm sure I did. I think you did. Anyway, ah, anyway, that was definitely died by my clone in '98 as well. Anyway, um, Suarez shot, um, and Allison saves PK with a following. Um, PK somehow, I must have been a set piece or something. PK following that far up, was it not? It was no. He just likes. He gone for a wonder. No, he he just done one of those things where he forgets where he is, and he didn't really have a lot of defending to do, so he was oh, just going to get involved. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Uh, and now Barcelona pulling clear are the words of uh, Peter Drury um, and then Messi misses a volley after a layoff from Sergio Roberto Kevin Strootman has a shot which sort of deflects over as well Kevin Strootman when he was good not really this was after his two ACL injuries so this is after United wanted not, him isn't it yeah this is when he thought he was on a little bit of a decline his first season at Rome was really good but then he had two really serious knee injuries That's sort of dipped yeah He's back in the Champions League then next season. True. <laughs> which, uh, which you got one of the teams mixed up with another one. I always get them mixed up. Ren and Lille, I always get mixed up. But Canavija in the Champions League, I'm happy with. Uh, Sagan has some weird error then, doesn't he? He sort of comes charging out to the left of his goal. Uh, and the cross comes in and I don't know who Greg shoots. the Frau. Sorry? The Frau. He shoots, does he? Yeah, uh, so uh, I think it was Al Sharari pickpocketed uh, to Stegen yeah. near the corner flag, sort of. Yeah. Puts it's not quite that far. He's at the, I think he's, oh, he's sort of halfway, yeah. Um, puts a cross into Defrau, hits it. I, thought it was, I think that was Defrau's first touch. And then volley and Stegen comes in and saves. Okay. Sharawi, I still imagine being some 19-year-old springy teenager, but he must be getting on to be about 28 years old yeah. now. <laughs> He's in China at the moment. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then to stay with a top-handed save from Perotti. That was a wonderful save, wasn't it? That was the edge of the area. Perotti sort of trying to curl one in and to stay on the top of his hand. That is a Diego Perotti classic before he got all of his niggling muscle injuries. He plays on the left, likes to cut in and hits one to the top corner. Yeah. He did that to Chelsea in, the, uh, in one of the group games earlier in the season. Okay, and then Jekko scores from about six yards out, doesn't he? I can't remember that. How does that happen? A uh, little cross in from the left. I think it might have been a dummy from Al Shawari. Jekko gets in front of PK, not for the first time in this tie. Comes to talk about that in the second leg and then just plants it into the bottom corner. And what did you think at this point? Did you think, well, at least he looks respectable? Or did you think, ooh? Mm, the seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh-oh. This could be interesting. <laughs> uh, and then the final goal, Luis Suarez taps in a really weird bad clearance. I can't remember who it was that makes it. Was Fazio still there? Would it have been him? Somebody could wearing 20 been. something. So, I think it might have been Fazio. Yeah. I tried to look. The the, um, the link on the UEFA report wasn't working on the Wikipedia page, but it was someone wearing 20 something, so I thought it might be him. Um, and then a final chance and uh, cover off over the bar. Um, and then. Half time in the tie. So, okay, four one. What are you thinking? Are you thinking nothing can go wrong now as you stand out on your veranda and sip your prosecco? <laughs> now I text everybody that I know, and I did tweet at the time that that own goal would come back to haunt us. Did you? Yep. Okay. I don't know why. I was going to say what made you think I that. Just... I just felt like it was going to be a problem. What did the players think afterwards? What did the Barcelona players think? Were they, were um, they sort of cagey, were they? Or were they sort of a bit cocky? No, of course not. They were unbeaten. Nothing could go wrong. Everything was perfect. Yeah, I suppose if you're taking it into context of the season at the time as well, if they were unbeaten in all these competitions and in the league as well, you would have sort of been natural to think as a fan, maybe not as a player, Adam, that it would have been job done. They're probably also thinking, uh, without knowing the stats to hand, I can't imagine there have been an awful lot of games that season at that point where uh, <clears throat> Barcelona hadn't scored at least one goal. And all you've really got to do at that point is go to go to Rome and score, right? Yes. And it's pretty much over at that point. Even if even if you're worried about this this goal that you've um, conceded, um, that own goal it just it. The, the away goal, sorry. That it just, it, I don't know. I just at the time I just thought that's going to be a problem if they go into that leg thinking that they've already won, and it's overconfidence. Do you think they did and think they'd already won? Hmm? Sorry, I interrupted. Did you think they? Do you think they already did think they'd won? Yeah, probably. And you can sort of understand that because they were unbeaten. Yeah. In all competitions. Yeah, I suppose so. And um, with the headlines from the Spanish newspapers beforehand that you were talking about, everyone sort of thought it was in the bag. Yeah, exactly. They'd already won it before it even started. Yeah. So was that about the same time you lost your... No, it was later on, wasn't it? You lost your early league game. So that's the Levante. We, yeah, that, we lost our crazy game. game of the season. Coutinho's got a hat-trick in that game. Is that the five, <laughs> that's the 5-4 game, isn't it? Yeah, he's got a hat-trick in that game and we still lost. So that's um, much later on, is it? Yeah, that was the penultimate game of the season. One thing I should be taking away from this game is that maybe this season excluded, this is quite a low bar for Barcelona kits. That shirt's horrible. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what were your thoughts at the end of this game? I think the away goal was crucial. I think if I was thinking if we kept it to three one, I think that was a an unreasonable result in the new camp. As as we both sorry, know at uh, Camp New, <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Sorry, Abe Simpson. <laughs> um, but going in because uh, Roma had Fiorentina in the in the league on the Saturday after, and they got beat two 0 at home. Um, Gio Simeone scored a couple of goals and I was thinking uh, after that I was 
I was not thinking happy going into the Barcelona game. Do you think the three goal um, deficit uh, changed the dynamic of the second round? Um, maybe Barcelona thought, well, you know, we can sort of sit back a little bit. And, and maybe Roma thought, well, we've got nothing to lose. We might as well yeah. go for this now. If it had been 3 1, Di Francesco's tactics might have been, oh, let's contain them for a bit and then try and get two goals later on. Whereas if you lose them by three goals, you, you might have just thought, sod it, let's just go for it. Well, from the start, you played, you played a back three, which you've not done all season. Yeah. No, Di Francesco's well known in Italy for playing a gung ho suicidal 4 3 3 where your centre backs are on the halfway line. So if, you're, if you've got a quick striker, a ball over the top is just uh, is what you need. Um, but yeah, he changed to a back three. Um, with two wing backs and two up top, which is what which, people have been asking him to do for a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he did it in. I think he only did it twice. And this is one of the games he did it. Yeah, but some of the goals in the, the new camp or the camp camp new, um, they weren't con- <laughs> they weren't conceded in that we'll manner. Were... That, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. I don't remember any of the goals being conceded in sort of a a fast no. PC break sort no, of way. No, two were own goals. One was. A really good save from Allison, but I think he parried it in the wrong area and Lazio yeah. was very slow to react to Gerard Pique. I've seen Milk turn quicker than that. <laughs> and um, the fourth one was just a, a weird finish, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that, in that first deck, whoever was in goal for Roman was rubbish. Allison. Yeah, just one of the Whatever happened to him. Definitely not worth yeah. sixty million. Oh, <laughs> eighty million tops. <laughs> He's rubbish. Poor man's Robin Olsen. Unless we talk about that Swedish goalkeeper, the best. <laughs> okay, right. Well, let's. Was it a week later or two weeks later? The uh, return so it was a week. So it's six days later. It's a Tuesday night. Okay, so six days later, um, we go to the Stadio Olimpico. Um, both teams, and of course, well, the absolute star of the show, of course, Peter Drury, uh, on commentary. Um, what are you shooting with, Chris, with, with Chris Sutton as his co-com I know I, 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 will, I will die on this hill but this is some of the worst commentary I've ever heard <gasps> it's so forced it's so pre-prepared it is not it, oh, it, it is pre-prepared right. I've got lines written down here for this very point. You wait and I will come at you with them when it's time. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say Peter Drury and the guy that does, the, I can't remember, he still does it on Eurosport sometimes, but he does the African Nations and Eurogoals and all that oh, sort of thing. Uh, Dave Farrell or Tim Capel? Tim Capel. They're the best two commentators. Are you happy that I sent you the Eurogoals link? The yeah, that's kept me occupied this week. <laughs> During lunchtime, of course, should anyone probably be listening. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay, so the atmosphere in the studio as well, it seemed quite sort of um, intense. <clears throat> I mean, un-Italian. Sorry? It seemed quite un-Italian. I think for those type of games, you do get a massive crowd. I was at the Champions League game two years previously, and it's Real Madrid, and it was, I reckon, about 70,000, 75,000 in there, and it took me an hour and a half to get in. They were queuing for since about five o'clock to get into the ground it was manic wow so what you you sat, sat down there with your Hobie Simpson bowl of crisps and um, baseball cap with uh, sort of drinks and straws hanging off the top of it and you were settling <laughs> in were you no I was, I was in New Orleans in a Hilton hotel trying to find 
TV channel to get it on, but instead they showed the Liverpool Man City game on on FX Sports. Ah, that's Damn why I didn't watch it. Yeah, that is why I can't because I don't remember watching this. I must be watching that game instead. No, I tried. I was following it on social media and running around my hotel room, <laughs> kicking, kicking every ball. I I'd have watched that game instead. Well, the Liverpool game. <laughs> yeah, I, watched, I was watching that with my phone just like this. Particularly the first minute when Virgil van Dijk gave that goal away. <laughs> uh, Emma, so where were you watching this? You were obviously back in back there, London. Yeah, I had to have surgery the day after, so this was not good for my blood pressure. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to have surgery on my ankle to have a bit of bone removed from it and the ligaments repaired. Ouch. Yeah. So this wasn't ideal, really. That's why I couldn't go. So... Yeah, I wasn't happy. No, we're not. Neither was my doctor in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you got a Barcelona doctor, did you? Barcelona sporting doctor. No, he wasn't happy with me oh, because I've been oh, trying not to jump up and down oh, on my sorry. foot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, okay. Emma, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you fucked it up more than you had before? <laughs> So, um, game begins, and Barcelona the first chance, don't they? Sergio Roberto is played in by Messi, but his shot is straight at the Colossus that is uh, Alisson. God, I hate Sergio Roberto. Why? Because he's rubbish. Is it weird to me and to you, Emma, that Valverde didn't change his team from the first leg? Uh, yeah, a bit. And then, and then he, he sent them out in like this ultra-pragmatic kind of not really do a lot kind of way and then made really ridiculously shit substitutions when he put really? Andre Gomez on. That was good. Oh, you don't slag off Andre Gomez, otherwise... I love that man more than anything, <laughs> but he was not the man for the occasion. Um, This might be the only moment in the entire game, and a slight spoiler, that Barcelona's midfield does anything of any mm-hmm. note. They basically just stood there. What do you think that was? They stood there waiting for Roma to attack them. Do you think that was their game plan, just to contain Roma and then hit on the break? If that was the game plan, then that was absolutely fucking ridiculous because that Barcelona team could not contain a, the common cold. They, 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 that's not what they were built for. And you'd play, you'd play Dembele, right, if you were going to try and hit people on the break? Yeah, you'd play someone with a bit of pace. Well, you'd play four, than, I don't four, know, four, three. Luis Suarez. Who is not as much as I love him? Is not, um, yeah, it's not not blessed with an abundance he, of pain. Do, do you reckon he lacked a bit of bite in that leg? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what he did? Yeah. Was well, I hearing it right in the commentary when the go- his goal in the first leg was that his first Champions League goal in a year or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he's still not scored an away goal since 2015. <laughs> Evidently, that was also against Roma in the group stage. <laughs> Jesus. He's a Barcelona then, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not, he, he, must, he scored away goals not in the Champions League, right? Yeah, just yeah. not in the Champions League. Okay. He, he's not scored an away goal in the Champions League since 2015. Okay, right, and then you've got a messy shot which is uh, way over, which is kind of 
unusual thing because he sort of cut inside onto his left foot in the middle of the D, didn't he? And it sort of ballooned he over. It. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, and then Jekko plays in Kolarov, who's knocked over by Samedo again. And penalty? No, you're shaking your head, Adam. No. 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 Clean circle. Okay. Even with VAR, Chris, that wouldn't have been a... I'm not suggesting thing. it was. I was asking the question. I said, was it... I was, uh, I was being inquisitive. It's quite clearly shoulder. It's, he just... Uh, it's just too strong for him. Yeah. Shoulder to shoulder. Okay. All right. Okay. And then we've got the uh, the first goal of the evening. So a long ball over the top by De Rossi, I think, wasn't it? Daniel De Rossi, Daniel yeah. Daniel De Rossi, yeah. And Edin Dzeko squeezes between Semedo and Albert and stabs the ball home. That is one of the scruffiest goals you'll ever see because I don't think at any point... Um, Jacko has actually got the ball under control, has he? I think he does. I think his first touch he may have, but I think with that game plan, it was needed an early goal, and I think it sort of helped Roma yeah. a little bit. Uh, didn't he get past PK? Was it not PK? Or was that for the yeah, second? Yeah, I think it was PK. Maybe it was. I think it was both goals. It was PK. <laughs> he had one of his banner nights. <laughs> this was a night. I mean, Jekko was pretty much unplayable for, yeah. for this game, wasn't he? Yeah. Because he had someone up top with him. Yeah, well, it's Patrick Schick, but... Patrick, Patrick Schick. A matchstick man. He should have got booked. Who we're about to talk about, suppose, should have been booked for diving as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came to Roma at the wrong time. That was not... He, he shouldn't have come to Roma. No, no, that's fair enough. I think he was a bit young, wasn't he? Yes. Um, but yeah, Jekko on this night, it is worth saying, is... Um, yeah, he was just fantastic to watch. Um, okay, yeah, so this goal goes in, uh, I presume, in... Well, you're getting the news about two minutes later, aren't you, if you're watching this on Twitter? Yeah, I was actually... Because me and my mate were actually by our hotel pool. We were enjoying the New Orleans lunchtime sunshine on our second-to-last day of holiday. Um, so I was looking, saw it as one now. I thought, okay, okay, this looks... Could be interesting. We'll, we'll talk about the second half later. But it's just there, just keeping the breast of the. Were score. you at the side of this pool? Were you sort of lying there, like sort of Ray Winston in Sexy Beast, sort of screaming, and these Americans are going, "Hey, who is this no, guy?" No, it was me, my mate Richard, and about three other people at the pool. Yeah. Nice pool, fancy hotel. Okay, Adam, did you watch this game? I asked you if you were watching it. Uh, no, I wasn't watching it. Okay. I did my homework, but I watched it this afternoon. Okay, I was just trying to get a sense of atmosphere from you, but if you didn't watch it, then... No, I probably would have watched the... Um, I probably would have watched Man City be cheated out of the game against Liverpool. <laughs> Inject that into my veins. <laughs> cheated out. Uh, Emma, okay, so this goal has gone in. Presumably you're nice and calm and serene. <laughs> I was hoping that it might wake them up a bit. It didn't. I was going to say, it didn't. Reader, it didn't. <laughs> That's a very fair sort of uh, uh, description of what's going on here. They just, like, it was like they hadn't really started. It just, there was nothing Barcelona about the performance. There was no sort of attempt to retain possession. There was no t- attempt to circulate the ball. It was just, it was just really meh. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, they were horrible. There's no other word for it. They were just horrible. They just stood there. They didn't do anything when they got the ball. They lost it pretty much immediately. They couldn't pass to someone wearing the same shirt as them, which 
is a terrible thing because that shirt was disgusting. They well, maybe they thought so. I'm not yeah, passing to someone that shit. They were wearing the, the sort of powdery blue number at this point now. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that kind of a greeny, bluey colour. Turquoise. Yeah, not too far away from the third kit that you have this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I noticed at this point was that um, Messi was kind of doing what Messi does now. So he'd obviously started by this point where um, I've seen him sort of be analysed with people saying that he at this point in his career, he doesn't really play with a position and just sort mm-hmm. of like drifts around and you watch him for the first sort of 10 minutes of the game kind of just kind of trying to work it out like a almost the cliche would be like a chess match or something like that. trying to work out where the space is and then he goes and attacks there and sort of really hurt, then hurts the team later on and he's drifting so deep at this point that uh, there's one point where you, you watch him drift towards the ball and there's, there are four four Barcelona players beyond him at this point and that's not where you you want the, the best attacking player in it in the world. Yeah. I guess he felt because there was no support from midfield that he had to try and do something himself. Um yeah. Well, I mean, another shout out Peter Drury. Now then, he kept shouting after that Jeco uh, goal. Peter Drury's going to get a lot of talking here, Adam, by the way. You might not like this. Uh well, Messi then had a free kick high, which was a rather loud Roman cheer came from. So there's definitely I mean, for a and probably a lot of this is a gesture when someone hits over the bar. Baby shark. No, they, they still do that. I I remember my first row in the game when I think it was Pirlo hit one over the bar. They're all like that. Okay. So, like... I mean, so for for a ground with a running track around the outside, it, it was very very noisy, wasn't it? Um... It does get it does get atmospheric when it's full up. Yeah, and then angling with a sort of a terrible volley from about thirty yards out, which barely made it over the byline. Um... Chick with his free header. Just scored. Was it Florenzi cross, was it? Yep. Yeah. Which is a miracle because Florenzi could not cross for Toffee during that season. Well, I mean, Florenzi, get, Florenzi against Barcelona, every time he tries to cross it, he oh, scores. He scores, yeah. <laughs> you remember that goal, Emma? Yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm terribly outnumbered here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as we put this other Roman shirt behind me as well, I'm not sure if you noticed, Adam. I have noticed the. I liked that you had a sort of a collection. Well, I tried to be unbiased. I've got a Roman shirt and a Barcelona shirt behind me. Now, but... Is that the same Barcelona shirt that we've just described as ugly? It looks like it might be. Uh, it's the Rakuti's. Sure. It's the one with Messi right. on the back. Is it Rafa Oh, just like all of them from the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, I have my Roma shirt nearby. You got yours there, haven't you? I hate you both. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. no, you don't. And then Schick misses another um, chance, doesn't he, when he gets the pass from Nangalan. Uh, and then Jekko has a header tipped over by Stegen, and then we're into the second half. Um, as who runs into the area? Oh, he's um, the ball into the, over the top for Jekko, isn't it? This is the penalty. Jekko. Yeah. Basically, Jao Pique tries to manhandle him and then tries to hold hands with him have we missed the, the shit the dive i don't remember seeing a shit dive. you can talk about it i don't remember seeing one he's just going down the is he down the, the right hand side scott i think it is as he breaks into the penalty yes, yes comes along, he just yes. trips over it yes. goes over a leg that's not there <laughs> like, anyway. like, like a young 
former Liverpool striker in one of the World Cups. Only one of them, though. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that young at that point, either. No, Paul was about 22. About 22, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, it was a definite penalty. Did Jacko? It was hundred percent a penalty. Did Jacko? Yeah. Did... It, it was a penalty no. before pulled him over by the hand. Okay, the only reason so I'm asking penalty... that, I'm going to provide a bit of balance and help for Emma here. Um, the only reason I'm asking that is because why is did he have any reason to fall down? It was a definite I, penalty, but did he? Have... I'm not. I don't. I'm not convinced Emma's going to argue that it's not a penalty. I'm not. It was hundred percent a penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My only gripe with this is the referee took about a minute to give it. <laughs> which, which is far at this point. Which is a harsh gripe to have because he still gave it. So. I know. <laughs> Nine Galan's literally at the referee about he was doing good social distancing, um, but he's just having a go at him going, is this, what's going yeah, on? But you don't know any of this because you're sat by a pool in New Orleans. So well, you can't really it? complain, can you? Well, what's it? <laughs> Two days later, jet lagged in the UK. Yeah, but you know what the result is. Yes. Was the VAR at this point? I can't remember in the Champions um, League. No, it was the season after, so it's eighteen, nineteen. Okay, right, fine, fair enough. Um, okay, yeah, so we're all in agreement. This, I mean, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier on about Jacko just having one of those nights where he's unplayable, isn't it? Yeah, Jared Piquet did not have the best game against him. <laughs> yeah, Jekyll being unplayable, but also Gerard Piquet leaving his brain in the dressing room. <laughs> He's probably thinking about Shakira. And who can blame him? No one can. Oh, he puts a good cross in, doesn't he, for James for Wijnaldum last season? Shut up, Chris. <laughs> uh, okay, Emma, so what's your point? Your, your point, your things at this point when the referee points to the spot. Did you... Have your head in your hands, or are you screaming um, "L no penalty oak" or what were you? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I didn't realise you were such a master of the language. See, si, yeah. see, si, senor. <laughs> is, that, is that Catalan or Spanish? I think "L, L penalty oh, no, oh, no penalty should now be <laughs> definitely the saying. I like that would look great on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we had uh, this no, podcast with Italian as well. I thought, ooh, Ter Stegen's a penalty saver. Oh, did you? Okay, so he's got a reputation for saving them. He, he? he did get a hand to it. Yeah, he, he did. did get a hand to it. So, so it's not. It's only the fact that he's absolutely levered this penalty that that's uh, it goes in basically. De, Ro- De Rossi is a very good penalty taker. He's a very good penalty taker for Roma. So when the penalties get, I mean, were you, do you sort of have your head in your hands at this point, Emma, as the penalty award was given, or were you thinking what on earth had Piquet done, or what were your thoughts when the penalty was given? Oh, oh I was just, I was very angry at Piquet. <laughs> was you, was you swearing in English, Catalan, or Spanish at this time? Oh, I was, I was swearing in every language I can speak, <laughs> and even some that I can't. I was making shit up because I was that angry at him. So he Scott was... didn't know better than that. Well, he's very experienced, he isn't he? He know better than that. <laughs> I, think the argu- I, mean, the, uh, I think a fair argument is that if he, he's only about six yards out from goal at this point. Yeah. If he doesn't pull Jacko down at that point, he's scoring. He's He's got the whole goal to aim at. Like, he, he, there's no one else within a good five metres of him. He's putting that away because PK's falling over. Was there a case that PK that should have been sent be off? better than him embarrassing himself <laughs> even further than he already had. It's a loose-loose situation. You don't, for you, don't, you don't get red cards when you have penalties. 
Oh, the triple. The triple. Okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, okay, yes, uh, De Rossi scores a penalty within one, shouts Peter Drury. Within one, he shouts. Uh, okay, so then it's time for um, Nangland to have a turn of volley, which to stake and save. No, and... no, 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 no. What? <laughs> Let's talk about. Are you bringing it out? It only happens about a minute later. Let's talk about Fazio absolutely hacking someone down on halfway, already on a booking. I when he should have. talk about that. 100% have been sent off. What Fazio does. <laughs> Fazio's yes, going to Fazio. The yes. He was right there. The referee has absolutely bottled that a minute after giving our penalty. Yeah. Um, and then, so my my whole f- feeling now about this this whole game is that Barcelona are rubbish, but Roma weren't even really that good either. Um, and at no point did I think. Uh, while well, watching it back today, you know, I think that when you watch the great sort of comebacks like this, when you and when you're talking about sort of the the PSG Barca game and the Liverpool Barca game, um, like, not that one. Give them, give them, their, give them their due, but sort of like there's this feeling of uh, there's this feeling of inevitability, and also mm-hmm. also that sort of. Like, are, are, are they really going to do it? Like, especially like the, the PSG game, because the Yogas had such a big deficit that you're like, are they really going to do it? But at the same time, you just have that feeling of, this is absolutely inevitable. And watching that against Roma, at no point did I think Roma look like they're going to absolutely blow the doors off this. And that, like, I just, it was just quite tame from both teams. And it was, it, it was Barcelona's ineptitude in this whole game that gets, gets them knocked out, not. Yeah. Not Roma's brilliance, um, and what confused me is at this point is that they've gone two 0 down. We just had the the Fazio incident, obviously. At this point, Barcelona panic and start playing really quite aggressive attacking football, trying to like they're like we desperately need a goal. When mm-hmm. that's not the how the when you watch it back, maybe you're watching it back with sober, as it were, but you know. You know everything that's going to happen, but it didn't. I didn't feel like you're watching a game where Roma are absolutely deadly, and you think, right, Barca, you need a goal, otherwise this is over. No, they, could have, they could have made, kept the ball a bit more, taken the sting out of it, and just seen it out. But they they panic. No, you're right. If you think back to that PSG uh, Barcelona game, you can literally sort of see the ball being sucked towards the goal by mm. the sort of weight of pressure and everything. And you're right, you don't sort of get that in this game in the same way, do you? No, yeah, but Roma, Roma do have the chances at two 0 because Barcelona do panic well, and were not not as pragmatistic as you thought they would be with the ball. De Rossi has his head wide, doesn't he? Um, and so Stegen pulls off an absolute worldie yes. of a save mm-hmm. on St- Stefan Alcherari, which I thought was in, and I thought it may have hit the post as well. But I looked at that watching it. Like... You watch it from you watched it from an angle where you I watched as they can save it, and then they showed me another angle, and I was like, "Well, that's clearly hit the post." post. And then yeah. you just see this arm come and out. And then you see a third angle, and you're like, "Oh, that missed the post by about two feet." Yeah. Well, Messi also has a shot straight down Allison's throat as well, so they do right. have their chances, don't they? Their chances, yeah. Uh, I would argue, but maybe, maybe the 2014 World Cup final. Uh, 
apart, but this is one of the worst games I've seen Messi have. Yeah, he was not good. Uh, Okay, and then we get to the crucial part of the game. So just silence with me one moment, callers. There we go. I'm sorry, but that 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 ruins stuff. He planned to say that. How can he plan to say that? I can tell you how he planned to say that because he also, about 30 seconds later, says a Greek from Mount Olympus has come to the seven hills of Rome to deliver a miracle. Aye, what a line! Just right off the top of his head. (laughs) But if you think about it. The, Manolas is hardly likely to be the guy that scores the winning goal. I mean, the, it was 3-0 down from the first leg. So, oh, sorry, 3-1 down from the first leg. It's not likely you're going to get sort of... Not many people are thinking think about... Do you think he a... might have done that for every player on the pitch? No, I'm not saying no. yeah, he's prepared. He's a professional. But he's over-prepared at this point and it ruins it. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It made me cry. <laughs> it made me cry today. I don't give a flying F. You're allowed to not care, Scott. That's fine. <laughs> Gone. This, this is your hill you're dying on. Is it? Is this what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. It's you're too right. much. Too much. <laughs> Would you rather it's like the 1930s where they sort of politely applauded? And it's a goal. <laughs> yeah, much more civilized. <laughs> Get the ball back to centre circle as quick as you can. It's better less. He scores and the crowd go wild. That's um, quite good. That's quite yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with Scott, I'm afraid. I reckon he did it on the hoof. and because you've got a hard on for Peter Drury. Yeah. <laughs> We've established that already. I, I, well, I do like him. He's like a modern... Uh, commentators? Yeah, him and Barry Davis, I think, probably my two favourite. Is he you on your list, Chris? My list? Yeah, of... Uh... People you're allowed to have sex with outside of your marriage if you ever see them. <laughs> Is it your whole past? <laughs> um, yeah, same list. It's him and Barry Davis. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Maria... Is on this laminated. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift, Maria Sharapova, and Peter Drury. That's my list. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry Davis is fourth. Yeah, Barry Davis doesn't get on the list. <laughs> does he? Does he have to shout out the Germans are coming? <laughs> Where are the Germans? Frankly, who cared? <laughs> um, go on. I don't think we're going to agree on this. No, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this goal has gone in. Scott, you're following this on Twitter. You're sort of no. I'm in my hotel room, and I think the American commentators in the Man City Liverpool game on Fox Sports just said the score, and I'm literally running around my hotel room. Man, oh, watch my, uh... the Greek garden roll. No, don't do it. <laughs> mini bars, <laughs> mini bars open. Scott's gone for. <laughs> It's not good for $150 worth of alcohol in about two seconds, about real. <laughs> Accidentally opens the Toblerone, not going to be able to return that. Huh? There's a champ thing from friends. And and he... now I, was, I was just going mental when I saw it, but then there was one last chance which made me almost fall to the floor when... Um... Is this the Dembele chance? I should say there's 10 minutes left, isn't there still? Yeah, no, there's two chances. Sorry, the, yeah, the Dembele chance and then it falls to Messi. Is it in added time? 
yeah. and he totally fluffs it. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like it was a last-minute winner by uh, uh, Manlas, is it? 82 minutes, yeah. I think he scored on. So I'm when I'm actually going to talk about the because it is a good goal. Like he just he runs across his marker and meets Samedo, the ball, uh, isn't it? Yeah, meets the ball at the uh, at the near post and he goes just flashes past to Stegen, who doesn't even really. Just kind of takes a step back into his goal. It's just like, and then Samada sort of collapses on his knees, doesn't he? It's um, it's quite, it's it's a wonderfully dramatic moment as he goes in. Uh, I, was too, I was too busy getting a furious at the commentary at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as you stuck your, as you were running around, did you sort of stick your, cut your hand to your ear and listen out for somebody in West London? <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you doing at this time, Emma? Uh, I think I'd started crying by then. <laughs> Um, did you think it's hard, it's hard to get drunk and drown your sorrows when you're nil by mouth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was the most difficult 90 minutes of my life for a year. <laughs> Fast forward to May 2000. Yeah. Phew, nothing yeah, will that... ever feel worse than this, she said. <laughs> I, I just that that this Roma game is basically the source of all our problems right now. <laughs> um, this is where it all went wrong. So, you're you're Sort of, uh, you're sort of beyond yourself watching this. Are you? Did you think you've got a goal in you, or did you think that's it? No, because they didn't look like they got a goal in them. No. Um, apart, apart, apart from Dembele. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Messi's got a, a couple of um, chances, so he can't control the ball and Alison gathers, and then. Um, uh, man, lass, he's, um, he's fantastic in this. He makes two he, tackles towards the end, doesn't he? He makes a clearance right in front of... Is it PK or Dembele? Dembele. Yeah. And then Alisson has one of the brain farts that he had in that season. I think he had, like, two. And he comes rushing out, and then the yeah. ball gets cleared to... I mean, he said Moussa Dembele there. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is when, so this is where, where PK's offside, isn't it? Which tells yeah. you... Yeah. Don't you ever think you need to know about what Jarrah Pique is doing at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Auxiliary centre forward. <laughs> um, that is his move, and he's going to use it. So, um, but it's was it is it Dembele and Dembele Suarez and Pique are all offside. Pique is the closest to being onside and the furthest away, and runs right the way across the pitch. Mm. Allison's lost his mind and is thirty yards out his goal, and um, Dembele. <sighs> It. About a yard over. Yeah, I seem to have a two... lot of problems with this match. <laughs> we can we'll talk about them when the final <laughs> whistle goes. But just, yeah, just one more thing. It was Manolas, wasn't it, that made those two clearances? Yeah, because uh, Peter Drew mentioned that as well, hadn't he? <laughs> the one thing that we're missing that you, I think is the greatest part of this is the the look on Iniesta's face, who's been substituted. Yes. Is, yeah. is that the fourth minute of added time when the Roma have a free kick? I can't remember what it was. I remember when Peter Drury goes, Iniesta can't believe it. the look or something like that. And it just it's just bewilderment on his face. If you listen yeah, carefully, that's Peter... happened to him before. If you listen carefully, Peter Drury also says that Robin Lewandowski would have scored a goal in this game. How hard are you for Peter Drury right now? He's top of the list now. He's ahead yeah. of Taylor Swift and Murray Jarabova. Yeah, that Excel spreadsheet needs changing tonight. <laughs> okay, right, so the final whistle goes, um, and we've got uh, contrasting emotions on different sides of the Atlantic. 
I can yeah, imagine. I, <laughs> I, I actually broke down in tears in my hotel room. Did you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Tears of joy. Tears of joy, of course. Um, I seem to remember, Adam, that the Liverpool game finished before the end of this game, and I seem to remember turning over and, and watching the last couple of seconds, I think. Um, can't I remember that. you cheated by then, Chris. Cheated? How did we cheated? We'd already given them a goal in the first minute. Yeah, but it was the goal that got disallowed for no reason that was the cheating, really, wasn't it? That's not that cheating, what... that's poor officiating. <laughs> that's poor administration. Tell them to do Gay Drogba when they were playing against us. <laughs> it's, it's a disgrace then, it's a disgrace now. Is that in a half-empty Etihad or was that in a full Etihad? Oh, the Liverpool bit was full, but the rest of it was a bit sparsely populated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Emma, the full-time whistle's gone. You've got your hands on your head. I went to bed. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That, you were spent emotionally at that point. You just sort of walked into bed and... Yeah, I was like, I... I there was I just had a lot of anger I didn't know what to do with and I just thought I'm just gonna have to go to bed and then hope when I have anesthetic tomorrow I wake <laughs> up and it was it didn't happen <laughs> but no I was still angry when I woke up <laughs> knowing operations as I do I imagine you probably had to be at the hospital at half past six anyway so yeah it was lovely um... and my uh, my <laughs> the, the Uber driver was an Arsenal fan and he wanted to talk about football and I wanted <laughs> to hit him in the face um, okay so the effects on the rest of the season so the uh, next round you got Liverpool in the Champions League which again you very nearly did didn't you um, Liverpool were final up in the first leg four was it 5-2 or 5-3 five, 5-2 five, five, I, I re-watched the second leg highlights earlier and I'm still quite angry about it as like Roma had a goal which was not given should have had a penalty which Trent Alexander-Arnold should have been sent off a handball on the line doesn't sound like him that sounds like Liverpool cheating again yeah doesn't sound like that it does sounds like poor administration refereeing to be honest um, when, he go, when he goes like that to block a ball for about five either that or he's going to hit his face take one in the face no anyway we're talking about a different game. Yeah, anyway, we're talking about a different yeah. game, yeah. So, the effect it had on the rest of the season then for Roma. Um, how, what, the, what, as I'm saying, where are they in the, in the top four race in? They Sorry. were... So, there was a race for third place with them and Lazio, which they got, I think, with two match days left to go. Yeah. Or what, no, actually, on the last game of the season, Roma went to Sassuolo and won 1-0. And... Lazio played Inter at home. This was the last game on BT Sport before it went oh, to... this was the De Vrij derby, wasn't it? Yes. How do you people remember this shit? <laughs> Unagi. Unagi, yeah. I have to look everything up. Yes. Um, this is the, so score, this in... is the Stefan De Vrij derby, isn't it? Where, um, yes. Yeah. De Vrij was at Lazio, but he already agreed to go to Inter. And they played each other on the final day of the season. And Icardi scored... A penalty were about 10 minutes ago and then Vicino scored. But Roma got third in and automatically qualified for the Champions League for next season. And then sold about six of their best players. <laughs> and it all went well from there. Was it worth yes. it in the end? I mean, you lost to Liverpool in the next round, but you had this glorious moment. Was, yeah. it, was it definitely worth it for you? Yeah, definitely worth it for me. I think if there was probably about 10 minutes more in the Liverpool game, it could have got a bit more interesting. Yeah. I think if if Roma scored 
75th, the third one, or the 80th minute, it, it would have got more interesting. Yeah, okay. Emma, you were saying that you're still feeling the effects of this defeat now. So what effect did it have on the rest of Barcelona's season and, and since then? Uh, well, they managed to hold it together until May before they lost a game in the league. So that was nice. Um Crisis. <laughs> Crisis. crisis. We've lost two games in two months. This is unacceptable. Mild crisis. Valverde out. Mild crisis. Valverde out had already started at this point. Come on. He drew a game in August. Like I I said earlier, Emma started switching Valverde out from about 80 minutes in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. Questions started to be asked about him whether he had the temperament or the um, ability to cope. Barcelona at the highest level and like well he he made a lot of mistakes right enough like the substitutions that he made were horrible and he didn't he only made two substitutions in that match no he didn't and they were both after 80 minutes no he didn't he made three he did he made three no he made two at the same time he um he because he bought uh Iniesta off and and Gomez on and then he bought off. He oh right, two... yeah, he put Alcacer on there. He put Alcacer and Dembélé on at the same time. Sure, yeah, okay. Can I ask why was Iniesta playing wide left in both games? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so no, what... really, this, is, this is like one of the problems that people have with Alvaro. Like he, he didn't really have much of a clue what he was doing. They were playing, and I thought I always thought that was too, really right? harsh because, you know. They weren't beaten. It's not like he'd done anything wrong. Um, but yeah, you can tell that this is still having effect. Look at the way we played against Liverpool in the second leg at Anfield. You reckon that definitely came shell to the heads of them? It's shell shock. They've got PTSD. <laughs> so, okay, after the, what was the reaction after the 3 0 last season compared to the 3 0 the week for, the year before so after the 3 0 against Liverpool last season the first leg was there a feeling of this is done or was there a feeling of oh remember last year yeah no you, you the difference between that game was that Liverpool didn't get an away goal yeah so but in that game you had the situation where you thought that that Barca had left goals on the table yeah like that could have been one, four or five nil, and it should have been. Yeah. Um. Dembele. Yeah. yeah. Again. So yeah, at the end of that tie, at the end of the tie last year, did you think we've got it done, or did you think, oh, last year, I remember last year? I I thought exactly that. I remember last year. And what was the press and player reaction? And again, were they similar to you? Were they? They remember last year. Okay. Yeah. And so when I'm not going to I'm not going okay. to go into a deep dive of the Liverpool game. I just want to sort of compare. Yeah, well... No, I'm not. I'm not. I just want to compare. <laughs> I just want to compare your emotions, knowing what had happened the year before. That's what I'm trying to sort of get to. So when first goal went in Anfield, did did, did you think because you were there, weren't you? Did you think, oh I god, was, it's yeah. going to happen all over again? Or... Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because they started in kind of the same way, whereas they were just stood around not doing anything. Because at half time of that game, it was only one nil, wasn't it? But yeah, you... it was only one nil at Roma. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and you don't? And do you think the players have got it? Because there's the footage of Messi and players at sort of half time. Yeah. Sort of... There's like Torrealba yeah, crying in the dressing room at half time, and, and uh... as, as he should be, because it was all his fucking fault. <laughs> 
But they're all thinking back to last year, are they? Is that what they're... Yeah, you could see that in the performance. And when you were at the game, were the people in the crowd saying, oh, no, this is like last year? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a lot of, oh, this is going to happen again, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. No, that's all I want to mention. I don't want to go into a sort of deep dive on that. You kind of got that. Against Roma, it was more of a shock. Yeah. Because that had never happened before. Um, And now... Like, especially against Liverpool when they scored first. He was like, oh, it's going to happen again. You could see it on their faces. You could see it by the way they set up at Anfield. Yeah. You could see it, how they were just strolling around in midfield, doing nothing. It's like they they were reliving the same performance, but at Anfield, it was really strange they've got ptsd i swear to god <laughs> okay well look, I, thought, I thought was so interesting like i said about that about the, that second leg in the roman game was just how ineffective anyone in midfield was yeah the whole lot of them like you can often it's often said that you can watch a game and not appreciate what sergio busquets is doing but really he's pulling the strings well in that game i didn't notice anything he did because i don't think he did anything yeah, um, Rakitic and Sergio Busquets had one of the worst combined matches I've ever seen two footballers have. And, and Peter Drury was talking about how brilliant Rakitic had been. <laughs> <laughs> he just, they just weren't there. Okay, well, look, before I give Scott the final word, because it's only fair because it uh, this is his choice, um, Valverde wasn't the only man under pressure, was it? The only manager under pressure in this time. Did Francesco had for some time in um, at Roma been under a little bit of pressure and this bought him some time but you kind of felt the inevitable was going to come at some point anyway didn't you? Yeah there was because um, I think they dropped off in the league a little bit just before the first leg they went to Bologna and drew one all and didn't play really well that was over the Easter weekend and then the week after that, they played Bologna. Uh, uh, sorry, Fiorentina in the league, like I said earlier, and lost two 0 at home, and that was a bit of a shock. Um, he was he was quite inconsistent. Mm. So in the, in the Champions League, he did very well, as you said about that group stage. Atletico, Chelsea, Atletico finished third, mm. and I did not think that that would happen. Um, but the league, it went is a bit hit and miss and I was, remember speaking to a friend of mine who actually lived out in Rome for about four or five years and I sat with him for a few games he was thinking Di Francesco would have got sacked in the summer and they would have brought someone in but he lasted until March where they got beat by Porto in the Champions League and then three days later they got humiliated in the Rome derby 3-0 just absolutely got destroyed and then Ranieri came in so this result probably saved his job for another 10 11 months yeah and then they had not the best summer transfer window where who went Nigelan went Strootman went Allison went um they brought in Robin Olsen uh they brought in a couple other players they brought in Javier Pastore where Totti asked for Hakim Ziyech. Mm. Ziyech would have been a better choice, and they brought in Pastore, so they didn't have the best transfer window. Monchi. 
Yeah. Um, I'll give you I'll give you the final word on this. Then, what does this result mean to you in in your sort of pantheon of great results for Swindon and and Roma? Where does it stand? It's up there. I think if they could have done it in the semi final, I think it could have gone a long way. But I think this is one of Roma's great nights in European football, which is far and far and forth between. Is it above the ninety three playoff final? No, that's the second. <laughs> you must remember the ninety three playoff final though. I was seven. No, I was six. So my I got into football the season after. I've got the video of that somewhere and I think I've watched that about fifty or sixty times. Fair enough. Right. Um Adam, you want to talk about some football news, didn't you? I just thought that we could talk about actual stuff that's going on, considering that's what we, we used to do. A little bit of normality. Okay. So this week... Um... I, I, what I want to, Chris, is I want on a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous for League 2. Because we're joint up. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because <clears throat> some uh, leagues have come out and made... So it was it Italy came out yeah, this week or today? Today. Today, saying that they are, they still want to try and finish the season. The Premier League have said the same. Uh, UEFA have set a deadline, which I've forgotten what it is now. Does anyone, can anyone remember? There's a deadline for when they want essentially answers. Is it the beginning of June and they want it all ratified for the end? Maybe they want answers of what's going to happen, yeah, like a plan. Um, But Scotland have cancelled. Holland have cancelled and France have cancelled. Germany have got plans to come back in two weeks, I think. Yeah, May the fifteenth. The rumour is. So where are you at? Where are you at, Chris? How nervous are you? Uh, <laughs> in the fact that um, I can't remember what they did in Holland, but in France they have cancelled the season but awarded the title to PSG. I'm a little bit happier. Yeah, in Holland they just cancelled it. Cancelled yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, I remember, your, I remember your WhatsApp message, Adam, where you said there's a precedent been set now. So when, <laughs> when I saw that um, PSG had been awarded the title, I was quite happy. And um, they're relegated to lose an Amion as well, haven't they? Yeah. I don't know. I find it weird how we're having to talk about getting this season concluded for a season that hasn't even started yet. I don't know why we're doing that. I think we've got to get this season played out, and if it takes 12 months, then fine. But then at least you've then got players refreshed for... Euros next year, probably a Copa America, and then you've got Confederations Cup maybe somewhere, and a um, World Cup and Olympics as well. So I think I don't see well, why there's. That's where the, all of the knock-ons come right. So I'm guessing there can't be a Confederations Cup now, and I'm not sure what they were going to do at a Confederations Cup anyway because they normally play it the season in between. But when it's in January, how do you do that? Confederations Cup. The Confederations Cup, yeah. It's not yeah. the season before the World Cup. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But considering the World Cup's happening in January, yeah. are you going to disrupt another season? I uh, don't know. I think this could be a real sort of meeting point between uh, FIFA and UEFA and clubs because I can see there being pressure on international teams. Um, and then, of course, you then got clubs getting some leverage. I think I was talking to Mark who came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago today about this, I was thinking this may be the excuse that some teams are needed to go ahead and try and form this European Super League because of the pressure from UEFA to 
get started and have their players fresh and ready for the Euros next year when players haven't been playing for the best part of sort of three, four months. Um, I don't know. I can see the ramifications of this going on beyond the next three, four months. So from what I understand as well, clubs are allowed to go back to training tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, May the 4th. Oh, is it in, is it Monday or Tuesday, whatever Tuesday? It's then? Monday. They can train in isolation. Players can train in isolation. Okay. <clears throat> and then two weeks after that, they can go back to training, trading together. Then they have to. Because that league they, they they like whole... the league is also planning to come back as well. Um. So what what could be very interesting here from point of view is UEFA obviously. Uh, I want to protect UEFA competitions, and they're going to want to have. They're going to want to finish the Champions League and the Europa League. We now have, or we we could be in a position where we're going to have teams that have an ongoing league and teams that don't have an ongoing league in the mm. same competition. Mm. I don't know how you you square that circle. Um, the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I think that. Uh, as an at least an, a solution in England that um, the solution that Emma came up with when we were talking about it about promoting teams but not relegating teams and fixing it uh, over the next season or two is a really quite elegant solution because it would also if we promote if you promote the top two teams you promote Leeds and West Brom how do you promote teams in the playoff places you don't you just you that, that you have that has, you can say there's a line and say right you're that's there's no perfect solution, is there? There's never going to be a perfect solution because we're about to reach a stage where you're going to have teams that are built with players in contracts. That the whole contract issue is going to cause an issue anyway. So even if you try and play out a season, you've got disparities. You've got tight... If you've got an aggressive... Imagine if there's a, a, a North London derby still in the in the fixture list, for example, if you've got to play your North London derby at home, but behind closed doors, you're at a disadvantage to win. If you're Spurs, then when you played Arsenal away, so there's no, there is no perfect solution. Mm. But if you do it that way, you can then have a 22 team Premier League next season. You could even relegate. I think you probably have to relegate four teams each because otherwise you're putting the two promoted teams at an even bigger, still at a big disadvantage because the likelihood of getting relegated is that much higher if you relegate five but that gives two seasons of additional fixtures additional round of games that you can then give back to the tv companies for the games that we miss you can kind of bring it back together just about but the problem yeah i can understand that but then you've got a huge football calendar haven't you with 22 with a 22 team premier league and international tournaments as well you just have to play more midweek games with the Champions yeah, or, League. Why do or for a season or whatever you have to do? Or cancel the League Cup for a season. Get yeah. rid of it altogether if you need to. But do like these are unprecedented times. I think you have to think when nothing has to be off the table. What in terms of solutions. So what do you do about the Champions I, League places? You, as they are now. I think you. I think you have to re. Well, considering you're not relegating teams, it maybe doesn't matter. But you put, you have to rewind the season. You have to eliminate the game week so every team's on 28, 28 games and award them as they were at that point because it's unfair on Arsenal. Oh, you're I don't a, think you're a local team. 
I don't think it'll make a difference. I don't think it's going to elevate Arsenal into the Champions League spots. No. But I don't think you can freeze a, a league table and say, we'll do it as it is now when there are teams in different positions. Well, you um, said something about doing it uh, with like coefficient scores because as it stands in Spain, Atletico Madrid would not qualify for the Champions League. But Shocker. You even want to big teams. Yeah, in the in the Champions League. So that means Hitafe wouldn't qualify oh, for the Champions League. I know. What a massive shame for oh, the border last book. But <laughs> I would have put things as they were and I, I've also come to the conclusion that the funniest thing that could happen is for Liverpool to be awarded the title. Yeah. But it's to be given a permanent asterisk because you can actually win it. I mean that's oh well <laughs> that's funnier than than you not winning it and being able to moan about it for the next sort of fifty years of my life. And happy with an asterisk. Are we gonna know each other for the next fifty years? I wasn't talking specifically about you. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> but Asterix just devalues everything. It does and that's not really funny. Listen, I don't yeah, care. It is because you won the title in a league season that didn't finish. Right, because yeah. someone, someone was gonna come someone's gonna sort of trounce twenty two points from us somewhere, were they? It was well, a, it's objectively funny. Yeah, we're not it was gonna happen anyway. You might as well give us the league. No, that's it's, not how things like that work. That's though. not how maths this works, Chris. Isn't, this, isn't, this isn't golf. There's no gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we get it with an asterisk, fine. I don't mind. That's fine. It doesn't bother you, but it will bother enough of them that I'll enjoy it. <laughs> well, they're weird people. Because it won't just be me. It'll be the, the, the entire rest <laughs> of football Twitter. Oh, well. <laughs> so long as we have it. But you didn't really, though. Yeah, because wow. you can't finish. celebrate it. You can't yeah. have a parade. That's right. did, you see the did you see the story about this? About the um, uh, the mayor of Liverpool came out and said something about this, and getting absolute pelters from Liverpool fans on Twitter, um, going, "Oh yeah, like we'd ever go out and endanger in, endanger our lives." And I'm thinking, "All oh, right, just like when you went and fired pyrotechnics and rocks at Manchester City's <laughs> team bus, you'd never go out in large groups and endanger yourselves." <laughs> No, I think or, he. I think he's got a point to be fair. Or, yeah, or actually play the Champions League game that they did in the in those circumstances. Well, I don't think yeah. that was their choice. They could have said, no. said no. Yeah. Did they want to? I can't remember. Was the pressure at the time for them seeing it? I can't remember. It was, it's so long ago. It seems like well, a long, long time ago. Game without fans there. Why didn't Liverpool play their games without fans there? Because the government advice at the time was everything carries on as normal. Yeah, but your government went to kill people. Yeah. Well, there is piss, piss, piss poor advice. And the quickest way to do that is to import those, <laughs> those, those germ-infested Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, 3,000 Atletico Madrid fans came over. It's called Spanish flu for a reason. Uh, right, anyone else? I've read enough articles about Spanish flu in the last couple of weeks to know that that's not, <laughs> absolutely not the case. <laughs> How can you think you're not Spanish, you said? <laughs> um, I'm offended so... on their behalf. Uh, okay, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, anyone, anything else they want to talk about that's happening in the footballing world this week? Mario Cardi's finally a league winner after six years with Inter, and he's moved to PSG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was 
a bit piss poor how they did it. Oh, PSG, you're top, so there's a league title. It's but all yours. Again, it's not like anyone was going to come. Could you see Marseille making some... No, but yeah. I know I know Leon are going to put pressure on the French FA. So has that changed since I... So I listened to Football Weekly today, but it was obviously recorded yesterday. And at that point, they had... Philippe Claire was talking about it, and there was uncertainty about whether they were actually going to follow through with not finishing the season. There was a chance that there was an alternative that they might finish the season and didn't know how things were awarded. And then as of today, it seems like another has another meeting taken place or something and they've actually awarded things. And wasn't, it, wasn't it done straight after they probably recorded? So wasn't it done yeah. like yesterday mid-afternoon? Yeah, it was yesterday afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's Rennes Marseille and PSG in the Champions League. And... But they're uh, I think at that point, the thing was that um, the government had said that, that things were cancelled, but the league hadn't... There was a this whole sort of disparity like between the Football Association and the actual league. Yes. So two teams are relegated, which are Amiens and Toulouse. You can't make your Toulouse joke anymore. <laughs> and you watch uh, him. <laughs> so uh, Lorient and Lens got promoted there's normally three teams get relegated but there's normally a playoff between it's the third place and 18th place like yeah. in um, like in Holland and Germany Germany yeah so if I, think I was one of those relegated teams I would absolutely 100% complain yeah I think they are aren't they I think they are along with Leon as well which is why I think your solution of no no relegation and promote the top two teams is, is the the way forward it's the only sort of it's the fairest way isn't it do you know what I couldn't see Leon getting that Champions League place anyway they've been crap this season I don't know what their, <laughs> what their sort of what their problem is they've been rubbish don't hire you as their lawyer <laughs> <laughs> well they've lost Depay and Ren Adelaide halfway through the season and they've been yeah. pants since haven't they so it's not like they were going to they were on a charge to get in that third place but they might be fit now if they uh, restart the season. I don't think they quite are. They're out for some time, aren't they? They're out because, for you know, both, both out for six months. For Barcelona, uh, Dembele and Luis Suarez were supposed to miss the rest of the season, but Luis Suarez is fit now. Lucky you, lucky you went and signed that striker. Yeah. <laughs> is this fit or Luis Suarez fit? It's Luis Suarez fit. So if we're starting the season as was, does that mean that Luis Suarez can't play for the first month or so because he's supposed to sort of be injured? He's not allowed to play. You're injured at match week blah. You can't play for however long. I don't think that's how injuries work. It's no, not no, but actual it, suspension. But he, was, he was injured. It's literally not how injuries work. <laughs> but he was injured when they're about to play their next game. You know, the other yeah, but teams... I don't think they have to fill in paperwork. That's a... This isn't like the... This isn't like in American sports where you have to get put on injured reserve. And yeah, you've got, to be out, you've got to be out for at least eight weeks. No, but what were you, match week, what, match week 20? So match week 20, Luis Suarez was injured for three weeks. The team that were going to play in match week 21 wouldn't have had to face Luis Suarez, and now they will have to face him. Shit happens, doesn't it? Tiny violins and all that. <laughs> I did suggest to Chris in the WhatsApp group that if um, the season is cancelled, then Arsenal have to start next season with Emery because it's not—it's never happened. So you know, he was never sacked. The league is voided. Yeah, the league is void. Yeah, the league is voided. They can't get rid of him because he didn't—they didn't play rubbish in this season to get rid of him. 
all the January tra- all the January transfers go back. Yeah, you can't have Martin Braithwaite. Spurs get Spurs get Poch back. Yeah. Uh Everton get Silver back. Yes. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm going to have to bring an end to this shenanigans. So, um, okay, that was Scott's choice. I think we'll probably decide um, over the course of the weekend what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, we are part of Man on the Post at the Man on the Post Network. So uh, we've had a Championship Manager podcast out this week with um, Sheffield Wednesday and Sweden legend Nicholas Alexanderson uh, featuring no less. He's a very handsome man if you look at our Instagram photo. Um so he's been on talking to Dave and to Ross. Uh, I think we're recording a Pieces of Me episode tonight. Uh, so that is where you pick your favourite 11 players, so long as they're retired. So that will be coming out in the next few days or so. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at Man of the Post. You can find us on Instagram at Man of the Post. You can give us a like on Facebook as well. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes, Acast, or Spotify or Stitcher. And all your, um, uh, all your new episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. I just want, before, because I was worried you were going to completely wrap it up. Before we go, just I wanted a, li- a quick shout out because we he's obviously, you've also just mentioned he's on a podcast, but we give him a lot of grief for being too busy playing badminton or whatever and not turning up to podcast with us anymore. But our good friend Ryan was my absolute hero this week when I poured a glass of water over my work laptop. So big shout out to Ryan, who has absolutely <laughs> saved my ass this week. That is at the Ryan Goodman on Twitter. Not that they've listened and will ever hear this, but there you go. Uh, okay, right. Um, Scott, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, at Scott underscore Munro. Okay, Adam? As at CHNM78. <laughs> so, oh, you've, you've given me a year. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, is it? That's very kind of you. CHNM77. Uh, that means when I did it on my podcast the other time, I got it wrong as then. You did. Uh, I was just quite happy you gave me an extra year. Um, I did find you though so. <laughs> uh emma they can find you uh at edmsa 101 is that right that's right yeah cool okay right great guys thank you ever so much pleasure and you're welcome always remember to keep your man on the post <laughs>